plenty of relationships fail because of friends and family. And listen, if you say to me, I've tried resolving it, I've tried working things out, I've tried creating a more positive environment, well then you're gonna have to be ready to let go of some people. You know how they say, sometimes your elevation requires separation. Like sometimes you gotta let go of some people to reach that next level. And yes, if that next level includes the love of your life, ain't it worth it? Plenty of- Hmm, Steven Speaks. I love that brother. I don't agree with everything. No, no, I, you know, I, I don't agree with everything anybody says, but I love that brother. That brother uh, is a deep brother. He's an intelligent brother. And, you know, I love a lot of the things that he has to say. Now, let me just say this. Elevation requires separation. Have you ever had to get rid of some friends from your inner circle that came for your significant other? In other words, they had nothing but negative things to say about your significant other. Now, I do know some of those friends were probably right after the relationship failed. But what about when that inner circle is the source of the negative thinking you harbor towards your partner? What if, in fact, your inner circle are wrong about your significant other? A lot of times the inner circle of friends have different motives. What are the means of finding out their motives for why they always got a word for you about your man or your woman? They always got a word. You understand? <laughs> How do you navigate a relationship that everybody around you disapproves of? Everybody around you disapprove of this relationship. How do you navigate that relationship? How do you protect that relationship? How do you pour into it? How do you nurture it? Should you nurture it? Or should you be like, ah, oh, throw my hands up. Nobody in my circle likes this person. Friends or family. It's a very interesting topic tonight. And I want to know how you navigate it this situation right why do i want to know because this is a discussion this is not a monologue this is zoe having a national discussion every night about relationships why is that important because i believe that relationship is the glue that holds everything together your relationship with your family, your relationship with your co-workers, your relationship with your intimate partner, and on a larger level, your relationship with your community. Just think if everybody was coming from a relationship that wasn't perfect, but coming from a relationship that is dedicated, devoted, and willing to work on what's wrong. I think as a society, as a, as a community, as a whole, we would be in a better position. Tonight's topic, how do you navigate a relationship that everyone around you disapproves of? To what extent do external opinions influence the dynamics of your relationship? That's a heavy question. That I, I want you to marinate. To what extent do external opinions 
influence the dynamics of your relationship? How much weight should you give to the viewpoints of friends and family in addressing your relationship? Ooh, that's heavy. Ooh, that, uh. Can a relationship thrive without the approval of those closest to you? In what ways can external disapproval impact your emotional well-being while in an intimate relationship? This is deep stuff. I'm taking you into deep water. And is it any of their business anyway? Did you ask for their opinion or was it unsolicited and they just gave it to you because they wanted you to know? How do you accept that kind of information? See, you have to understand, navigating relationship amid widespread disapproval from friends or family is a touchy, complex, nuanced journey that demands introspection and resilience. You got to look inside and say, am I doing the right or wrong thing for me? And then you got to have the resilience to say, this my person, and I'm going to push back on anybody who got something negative to say. Or does the, um, uh, does the uh, 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 advice from your inner circle outweigh your own? Ooh, this is heavy. It's heavy stuff. I don't know. The power of external perspectives on a relationship can be profound, influencing dynamics, emotions, and even long-term success or failure of the union. On the one hand, external opinions can serve as a reflective mirror, offering valuable insights into aspects of the relationship that may require attention that may be unbeknownst to you, right? Loved ones who often have a genuine concern for our well-being may detect red flags or potential pitfalls that partners might overlook in the midst of emotional involvement. These perspectives can act as a type of safeguard providing a border or or providing a broader view of the relationship landscape and guiding partners away from uh, potential harm. Conversely, excessive reliance on external validation may indicate a lack of autonomy, codependence on the inner circle, so to speak, within the relationship. While the perspectives of friends and families are indeed, uh, family members are indeed valuable, the intrinsic dynamic of the partnership should not be overshadowed or compromised by external judgments. Partners must strike a delicate balance considering external insights without relinquishing their agency in making decisions that align with their values and aspirations. This is about to be deep. When is your inner circle the problem in your intimate relationship? That is the show tonight. When 
Is your inner circle, friends and family, when are they the problem? Sometimes I got too much to say. Sometimes they say it inappropriately. And sometimes the timing in which they say what they say is not good. When is the inner circle keeping you single? When we come forward, the voice of reason shall jump deep into this. I want to hear your opinion. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. Even the white boys from Pasadena be cold. <laughs> my playlist is my co-host. That's John B. The name of the record is called Patience. Sometimes we got to be patient with our inner circle. Because they might be impatient with our significant other. You know? <laughs> Tonight's topic is a doozy. It is a doozy. The weight assigned to the viewpoint of friends and family becomes very, very pivotal. Extremely crucial. While their opinions can be a source of wisdom, it is essential to recognize the individuality of each relationship. What works for one may not work for another, and partners should be discerning and filtering advice that aligns with the unique dynamic of their connection. See, let me just say, Everybody got an opinion about something, right? Everybody going to have a thought on something. If, there, if I was in that, well, you're not in this relationship. Now, unless I come to you and ask for your insight and ask for your perspective, I don't want to know what you would do if you was in my shoes. Because, number one, you're not, and you can't experience what I'm experiencing. Now, some people would argue, that a therapist is a third party, is an outside party that probably, but I, they're professionally trained to listen, right? They've studied the psyche, the human psyche. They understand psychology. They understand the tendencies that people have. They understand their, uh, uh, their attachment styles. They've studied all of it. So they can give you a little bit of insight, and I think it's best to not seek advice from people who are not trained. You know why? Because they got their personal wrapped in it, especially if it's your parents and if it's your friends. They're going to be like, you my friend. I got your best interest. So by default, they're not advocates of your partner. When's the last time you seen somebody's inner circle advocating, right, for their significant other? Now, you know you wrong. <laughs> He's right or she's right. You know you wrong. When's the last time you seen that? Typically, people in your inner circle advocate for you. So my question now becomes, how do you navigate a relationship that everyone around you disapproves of? I think, number one, your relationship is between you and your partner. 
And really, the nuances and what's going on in the relationship is none of anybody else's business. Unless you're in danger. Like, if you're in danger, go tell somebody. Go, <laughs> go tell somebody. If you're in trouble. But if you're not in trouble, I think you bring trouble to the relationship by trying to get other perspectives. Now, some people may have good advice. I'm not here to say unequivocally don't do it, but I'm saying be mindful of who you're sharing this information with. I think that's a big point right there. 1-800-920-1580. I want to hear from the from the listeners. I want to know if you had to shut a family member down for being too nosy, for being too involved for offering their advice and their opinion on your relationship when you didn't ask for it. And I want to know if you had to shut a friend down. And this is a topic that came from the cigar lounge, by the way. You know, I go into the cigar. Everybody in the cigar lounge is listening to the voice of reason. And so when I go into the cigar lounge, everybody has a, a topic suggestion now. And the topic suggestion came to me, you know, how do you navigate a relationship that everyone disapproves of? How do you figure that out? How do you walk that line? Listen, you're not in the relationship to make other people happy. You're not in the relationship to make other people feel comfortable. You're not in the relationship to put them at ease. You're in the relationship for what you need. Now, like I said, if you're in a situation where a person is disrespecting you, if you're in a situation where a person is hurting you, if you're in a situation where a person is violent, yes, go to your inner circle, go to your family, go to the police, go to whoever you need to go to. However, if you're in a relationship that somebody disapproves of, I would say first figure out why they disapprove of your relationship. Because a young lady told me today, she was a bartender at the cigar lounge. The young lady says she has encountered other women who are jealous of what she has. And they have advised her erroneously because she had to figure this out. They really didn't want her to have a relationship because they didn't have one. Now, I'm interested to know, does this actually, well, uh, apparently it does happen because the young lady said that's what happened to her. And she had to kind of pull back from that particular friend in order to say, hey, let me let me think on this myself. I don't need your advice anymore. And the friend felt some kind of way. So I want to know, have you experienced this in your relationship? Do you need your friends and family to sign off on your relationship? Should the success or failure of a relationship be determined by internal dynamics or external expressions? Excuse me, perception. That's a great question. I want to read it again. Should the success or failure of your relationship be determined by internal dynamics or external perceptions? I think it should be internal dynamics. 
I don't I don't want nobody outside of my relationship to have control over it, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? How do you protect the intimacy of your relationship from being influenced or tainted by external judgments? Listen, I'm going to say it again. I think it's very intelligent to be very economical with the information of your relationship. Now, I'm an advocate of having a spiritual team. I'm one that'll go to a spiritual team. You know, I will go to some therapists. I will go to some spiritualists. But sometimes I get carried away. I might go to five spiritualists that are all on my team. And then not thinking, wait a minute, five spiritualists, that's five people who know what's going on. Right. And then and then you add two therapists. Wait a minute. That's seven people. So uh, where's the boundary? <laughs> you know, sometimes I get caught up. I, I be wanting to know. <laughs> like, talk to me. Give me some insight. But I still think those people have to be vetted out. Right. Those people have to be vetted out. You have to learn how to distinguish between genuine concern and unwanted interference. And this requires a keen understanding, right? A very keen understanding of the motivations behind external opinions. While loved ones may genuinely care, unwarranted interference may stem from personal biases or unresolved issues. Partners should engage in open communication to address concerns while maintaining boundaries that protect the sanctity of the relationship. As always, Zoe Williams is guilty of breaking that rule. Like I told you, I I will go to my spiritual team. Let's sit down. Let's pray together. Let's let's do a reading. Let's find out. You know, I'm all over the place. And sometimes I I got to get my coattails pulled a little bit and say, hey, hey. How many people have you talked to? (laughs) I'm guilty. Listen, what I'm not going to do is feign perfect. I'm not going to front like I got it together. I keep trying to tell y'all, if you're talking to any relationship specialist and they act like they got it all together, run. (laughs) Turn and run for the hills. Okay, tonight's topic, if you're just tuning in, how to navigate a relationship that everyone around you disapproves of, right? Why do they disapprove of it? What are their motivations for trying to help you? What do they see that you don't see? And if you have this conversation with them and they explain what they think they see that you don't see, right, and you say to them, Actually, you're wrong. You're projecting. You're you're putting something on it that doesn't exist. Then what do you do with that friend? Do you cut them off from the information that flows from your relationship? If they give you bad advice, what are the penalties for that? When we come forward, oh, Lord, she done called in early. We about to talk to Nikki from the SIP. 
Hey, listen, that 16-year-old Brandy was different, man. My playlist is my co-host. Always on my mind, Brandy from her first album. I think that's 1995. One of the slept-on slappers on that album. Great record. Tonight's topic, man, heavy stuff. We got a great caller on the line. I'm about to get him in here. But for people who are just tuning in, is it healthier for a relationship to be insulated from external judgments or to face and overcome them? Can external disapproval become a self-fulfilling prophecy in a relationship? To what extent do external opinions shape your own perspective or perceptions? of your relationship. Is there a danger in prioritizing external approval over internal satisfaction within a relationship? We want to know. Nikki from the SIP, get in here. Brother Zoe, family. Hey, hey sister, how you doing? What are your thoughts? I, I, You know me, I'm going to get out your way because I really want to know what you got as food for thought. Well, I got a question. Because, first of all, I've never taken anybody, I've never had an experience where there was someone who was going to be my intimate person that my family and friends didn't think was cool. That's never happened to me before. Mm. Now, it it could just be lucky or I got a good picker. I don't know. But, you know, I'm only for the cool people. So that doesn't really happen to me. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, But what I wanted to ask was if your intimate relationship is intimate, that's not supposed to be for everybody. Mm. So who, who, the young lady you referenced in your um, cigar bar experience, Mm -hmm. see, she should have had two red flags. (laughs) One was because the friend that she had to excommunicate had an opinion that made her realize this person wasn't cool. And the second red flag was for her to understand that she has missed something in organizing her circle because she missed that that young lady was that type of person. See, we have those kinds of people. That stuff you asked, does that happen? Yeah, that happens all the time. It even happens in your family. You know, you you got family members that don't want to see you happy with him or her or a new house, new cars, purses, cash, good credit, whatever it is. <laughs> right, right. You, but, but our job is to make sure that we are discerning appropriately in family or our friends who those people are, because those aren't the people who you want to expose your intimate person to to begin with. Mm. See, mm. the intimate person you're supposed to have your circle so tight. For example, I got five people in my circle, but three of them is the external. It's only two in the internal circle. Ooh. Ooh. I okay. Like yeah. You're teaching me now. Cause you're you, teaching me. Your friends, your, 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 you have an intimate friendship circle too. And there are levels to that circle. And the people who are on the inner court or the two, those are the two that get exposure to the intimate. Mm. 
because the job responsibility, well, my circle's people have responsibilities. Mm. Their job is to see what I don't. Mm. Come on. Come on. Not me. They're supposed to see the intimate and what that intimate person may be exposing that I don't see because I'm in love and I got, you know, rose colored glasses on and I think they wonderful and everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now you have to have your circle tight so that those two or five, whatever the number is for you, so that they understand how to play their position. That means they got to be secure. They have had to do their inner work that you are constantly telling us about so that they know how to play their position to get to the inner circle. Mm. So would you say that the inner circle is somewhat of an extension of your significant other? Yes. Ooh, talk to me about that. Yes, because the significant of there's only one other relationship in human form that's closer to you than the inner circle. That's the intimate. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only other person you spending more time with than the people in the circle. So yes, there is a, a you said Taurus is, you know, we had to have peace in the home. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah. everybody, the plants, the dog, everybody in here got to get along. Everybody in here got to get along. You understand? Me? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, just everything got to coexist up in here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those two, because those are the two that get to come to the back cave. Remember, we discovered the other night, everybody can't come here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Wait, they have to be. Wait, Nick, hold on one second, because you are really cooking right now. When we come forward, we going back to Mississippi. If you want to bring your city in the building, you know the routine. I want to hear your perspective. Does it mesh with Nikki from the sip or do you have a different take on it? When we come forward, we going back to Mississippi. Hey, nobody in LA radio playing this. <laughs> a lot of people don't know who this is. But I'll tell you. Legendary rapper. It's not Heavy D. He precedes Heavy D. This is Prince Marky D from the Fat Boys. This is him in the 90s when he wanted to get smooth and sexy after being a part of the Fat Boys, right? A lot of people don't know Prince Marky D later on in his career transitioned into a producer. And this was his grown-up album after many years of success with the Fat Boys. And the name of the record is called Swing My Way. I mean, very interesting. I had to play it. I mean, you know, it's what I do. But let me get back to Nikki from The Sip. Because she is really giving us a blueprint of how this is supposed to go. And I love the way she said, your inner circle is an extension of your relation. That's heavy. Go ahead, Nikki. Finish. Let me get out your way. Well, I don't see how... It can't be if this is a person who 
your circle of friends, generally speaking, are long-term people. So your intimate relationship, ideally, is long-term also. So to keep peace in the home, if the inner circle came first and then the intimate shows up, okay, we all got to learn how to coexist. That means characteristics generally are similar because ideally you pick people to spend your life with like you pick your friends. Mm, Interesting. Right. Mm -hmm. You're 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 going to a different level, obviously, with the intimate partner. But generally speaking, they would have similar characteristics. Mm -hmm. Interests that you all share, um, philosophies, Mm -hmm. sometimes religions. Generally speaking, there are some reasonably similar characteristics that you have with your intimate partner that look a lot like who your circle is. Because they have your circle has intimate relationships too, and they're picking characteristics similar to the ones that they have with their friends. Socioeconomic levels, you only rise to the degree of the three people closest to you. Hello. Mm. <laughs> Go ahead, Nikki. <laughs> so, I kind of had a question in the sense that. Aside from the fact that I've never taken anybody into those environments that wasn't cool, but we have to be sure when we establish whether they're family relationships or friend relationships and then our intimate relationships, where everybody sits relative to us because everybody's not on the same level. But what if your inner circle is toxic? Okay, back to the inner work. Let's start at rudimentary. Mm -hmm. See, when you are rolling with toxic membership, you you haven't done something in you to flush that out. That shouldn't even be in your circle is what I'm trying to say. That, that should I'm, not I'm, be occurring. I'm listening, Nikki. I, I am listening. Hold on. Toxic membership should be a T-shirt. I got to turn that in. She said, if you rolling with toxic membership, go ahead. No, no. That can't be in your circle. Mm. Now, you can have members in your circle who may go through experience um, toxic characteristics for a time. Okay. But if that turns into a toxic person, they are not in the membership circle. They we done took their black card. You know, you can't pay your monthly premiums, and don't it's out. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, no, because see, the, again, you only rise to the level of the three people closest to you. So if you rolling with toxic membership, what that make you? Toxic. Didn't we talk about secondhand smoke last night? Yes, we did, ma'am. And it can do what? It can kill you. Yes. Didn't take one drag off a cigarette, completely dead. <laughs> That's right. Same thing, same thing happens in your, can happen in your intimate relationship. Because if they're toxic, see, they're not going to do, again, my crew has responsibilities. You can't be my friend for shits and giggles. You got to really be my friend. You got a responsibility to see what I don't. 
You are the eyes in the back of my head mm. to chase away the evil forces. I hear you. I hear you quoting if, the SU if, song. If, I hear you. Oh, come on now. Come on now. So <laughs> if, we, if we're not doing our inner work and we haven't established the proper boundaries for our circle, family or friends, because where I learned how to make the boundaries for my friends was with my family. Mm. You some family members we have, you know, Pookie and Ray Ray not always cool. <laughs> right. Right. That's where that's where our first experiences with relationship comes from. Our family. Mm-hmm. And if I see toxic family members, right? I've seen those characteristics, so now I know what I don't want in my circle. Are there consequences, you said? Yeah, because if you're exposing that intimate, that thing you love, that thing that's for you, to the toxic? Mm. No, man, you protect that intimate with everything, including your circle. Mm Mm-hmm. So when my guy or my girl steps into the circle, or vice versa, depending on how you meet, part of that responsibility that you have is to protect him too. Mm. Mm. You can't do that if you have not done the proper vetting of the people who you have in your circle. Now, family reunions, he can go there. But he can't talk to nobody. <laughs> he can talk to everybody, but who talks to him is what concerns me. Ooh, that's big. Because I have already identified Kooky and Ray Ray. <laughs> now step to him crazy if you want to. <laughs> Nikki, Try me. Nikki, is this what you do? You just wait until the show come on. You say, I'm going to come in here and cook tonight. I'm I'm going to give him some food for thought tonight. Is that what But that's you- what we're supposed to be doing, brother. That's why you on this program trying to make us not be stupid. That's right. That's right. Uh, come on, Nikki. Testify. I love it. <laughs> that's what we're supposed to do. Yes. We don't get no do-overs on this thing. Mm. And and isn't it a terrible place to wake up when somebody who was really digging you and you was digging them and it messed up because you failed to put the proper boundaries in your circles? Mm. Now, that's a sad commentary. Yes, yes. Well, Nikki, let me just say this. Let me just ask you, do you know what you just did? Brought the sip in the building. Lord have mercy. She done brought Mississippi in the building. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, I got to tell you the number. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we're going to go to Baltimore, Maryland, because we got a longtime listener, and a, a person who hasn't called in in a while. They're going to come in and share their thoughts on it. But let me just say this. <sighs> The power of outside approval, right? A, influence on emotional well-being. That's what the power of outside influence does. Uh, The opinions of loved ones can impact our emotional well-being as well as their disapproval can lead to feelings of guilt, shame, or doubt about the relationship. Girl, you know you could do better. Why you tolerate that? Why you put up with that? To me, 
Yes, they're an advocacy of their person uh, in terms of, you know, their family member. But I think uh, it's disingenuous because a lot of times, man, that's a work in progress judging another work in progress. Why you put up with that? Same reason why you put up with it. You didn't throw yours away. Why are you telling me to throw mine away? So I think a lot of times you have to be aware of hypocrisy as well. When we come forward, more from this national discussion. If I was a woman in this lifetime, which I'm not, but if I was, I would very much pay attention to the relationship the guy I was interested in had with his mom. Because it's going to tell you a lot about how your relationship with him is going to go. If he has a codependent relationship with his mom, you will never be the first woman in his life. And that's going to be a big problem, especially if you intend to have kids and to build a family. Some moms don't want to let go of their precious baby boy because their whole identity is wrapped up in that. That goes to codependence. And now they have dysfunctional relationships with other women. If I was a Wow. That's heavy. That's heavy. Listen, the power of outside perspectives on your relationship, the purpose of it is for objective insight, right? Outside perspectives can provide valuable insights and alternative viewpoints that may help us see potential red flags or blind spots in our relationship. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just that when they become meddlesome, when they become controlling, that's what the clip just outlined. Cultural and societal factors. Societal norms and cultural expectations can shape the opinions of friends and family, influencing their views on what constitutes a successful relationship. Now, outside opinions can veer towards negativity. And that's the need of need for approval. The clip outlined that, too, where you you might have uh, a man who needs his mother's approval to sign off on her mom. No, you need to sign. That's your woman. That's not your mama woman. That's your. But like he pointed out, you know, there's a codependent relationship could be a codependent relationship with his mother. So need for approval. Validation and support. Seeking approval from friends and family can provide a sense of validation and support, reinforcing our choices and boosting our confidence in the relationship that we might not feel comfortable in. Right. Then there's fear of isolation, the fear of being isolated and ostracized from loved ones and your friendship inner circle can create anxiety and strain within the relationship impacting the overall relationship satisfaction gosh man if my friends only knew what you said to me or what you did to me they would immediately tell me to kick rocks they would immediately tell me to tell you to kick rocks right and then there's uh, autonomy and independence. Balancing the need for approval with the desire for autonomy and independence can be a delicate task as it requires finding a middle ground that represents both personal choices and the concern of loved ones. Whew. Who co-signs your relationships? Do you need a relationship co-signer? Or do you have enough spiritual equity built up to make your own relationship choices? 
and live with the consequences of it. I want to know tonight's topic, heavy topic. How do you navigate a relationship that everyone around you disapproves of? The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580. This is good stuff tonight. We've got a caller on the line. Uh, Neek is the night, Baltimore, Maryland. Get in here. Hey, so everybody. Hey, Neek, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am alive and well. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Well, it seems like I always call in when you're talking about my life. Okay, so... (laughs) Yes, um, when that clip that you just played, Mm -hmm. I looked at the relationship that my husband had with his mother when I met him, and I thought it was a good thing that he valued her opinion so much, that he cared whether or not how she was feeling in the, during the day. You know, he cared whether or not whether she had things or she didn't have things. I thought all of that was a good thing, them texting each other throughout the day, every day. I thought it was a good thing because when you come from a relationship where the guy called his mother a curse word Mm. and that guy is a person that commits, you know, violence against you. And then you find somebody who treats their, their mother like a delicate you know, it's like, okay, well, maybe this is the person I'm supposed to be with because of that. And then, I would say 15 years this month, we have been married, and it's always not good just because they're that close. It's not, it's not. I just totally went to the other side, like in extremes like Scorpios normally do, and I said, I'm just going to find somebody who's the total opposite of this person and and it's going to be better. And... Well, this is heavy, Neek. This is heavy. So my question yeah. is, you saw this in him early on, right? Yes. So why did you keep going if you saw something that you feel like might be detrimental to you? Let me just be because, clear. Are you saying... Okay. That the man has a codependent relationship with his mama. Let me just be clear. Is that what you're saying? Yes. All right. That's one thing. Did you mm-hmm. say that the man cursed at his mama? No. I said the previous man before The previous. Him. Okay. Got it. Yeah. The and, one he saved me from. Yes. Okay. That was that was, that was the violent one. Yes. Right. So. Mm-hmm. But did he, he saved you from a relationship, but he, did he save you from yourself? No, he right. did not. Right. No. So so maybe you saw him as just a way out of that dangerous relationship. And because he saved you, you pushed down what you saw in him that might be problematic later on. Could you say that I'm somewhere in the ballpark? That is exactly correct. You hit the mark right there. Right. So you probably in your spirit, you knew early on with this particular man, even though he saved you, you probably knew like 
this is not going to work or this is going to be problematic. This is going to be challenging, right? Yes. Okay. But you probably also got a little piece of guilt on you, too, because he saved you, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm seeing your story. (laughs) I'm seeing your story very clearly, right? So that guilt coupled with he saved you coupled with, you know what? This is better. This is probably better. This relationship is better than the one he saved me from. So I might as well put in the time, energy, and effort and try to make it work, right? Oh, my God. Thank you. Yes. You just just laid it all out right there. Right. But throughout Mm -hmm. this whole process, you have been convincing yourself. You, Your spirit hasn't been like, yep, he the one. You've been telling your spirit. I'm telling you, he the one. He got to be the one because he saved me. Yes. So and our, then you have two great kids with him too. So you can't not uh, grant the kids. At, you know, like you want them to have their father every day too, and he's me, not me, treating you bad. Let me stop you. So are you why would you leave? Are you a co-creator of what you don't want? Exactly. I'm just asking. Have you been a co-creator of what you don't want? Yes, I have. And it's been 15 years. And now you have the situation. Right. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. now you you ready to you ready to move on. I can't do that. <laughs> do you see? Why can't you? I'm not asking you to. I'm not convincing you. I'm not saying you should. I'm. I, that's your decision. Because I ain't in your business. That's your decision. But I'm asking you, are you happy? Most of the time. Come on. Wait. I feel like I'm not going to be happy 100% because nobody's perfect. Okay. So All right. I, I'm like, hey, if, if you at least 60% of the time happy, like, that got to be better than, than nothing. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel defeated? Sometimes. Uh, we we uh, everybody in America can hear right now. <laughs> There's a defeated energy on you, right? Yeah. So, are you making excuses to just keep going because you got the kids? Are you anchored in it because of the kids? And because I believe it to be true, because I keep thinking the thought that it is the one and this is it so a belief is just a thought you kept keep thinking over and over again and I think that's what I did to myself and because I got that motion you know that vibration in there it's it's just too hard to turn it another way it's just it's so, gone so I'm, what do you, I'm comfortable so what do you want to do you want to learn how to be happy where I'm at more because you ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I'm not leaving. So I just need to be learn to be happy 
with what I have and where I'm at. So what has happened is this was happening. Come on now. This you you are not happy. Can we can we just be clear on that? But I am sometimes. I do find the happiness. I just not all the time. So you wanna you wanna vent about your unhappiness. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. At least yeah. hey, what you not gonna do, <laughs> she you you can't ding her because she in here telling her truth now. That's what you're not gonna do. She gonna come in here and tell you how she feel. We can't judge her for that. She's saying there are moments of happiness, and as long as I'm getting those moments of happiness, I'm cool. But really I'm not cool, but I'm going to find a way to be cool because I ain't going nowhere. And part of me finding a way to be cool is to call into Zoe's show and <laughs> just pour everything out on the table. That's what you're doing. I mean, I had to because you have a, a, a perspective that just puts light bulbs and knowledge into people. So, of course. I had to. So let me ask you, why are you not happy? I get bored. Why don't you guys I get just bored. Go, Do you guys go places? Do you guys do things? Do you go out to dinner? Like, do you No, go... he won't. He, he won't spend money on that. When we don't have money, he won't do those extra things. Mm-hmm. So... He's that person on, if we ain't got the money, then no. Mm-hmm. You should have so. called in yesterday because I'm coach. <laughs> I did a whole show coaching yesterday. You should have called in. But this is deep. I'm I, sorry. No, this is good. You called mm-hmm. in at the right time. Mm-hmm. So do you guys read together? Do you, do you do, what do you do together other than make kids? Mm. When we met before kids, we used to do a lot together, but I would say not really much. We don't really do much together. We work different shifts. We take care of kids at different times. When we are here together, one is always sleep. It's it's like a co-parenting living situation. But I do love him. I do care about him. I, I don't want him to be with nobody else. Hey, uh, Andy said you guys need to schedule and budget and put some little funds aside <laughs> for y'all to be able to go do things. And my son just okay. texted me. My youngest son is listening to you right now. He just texted me. He said you need a hobby. <laughs> you take up painting or something. You listen. Let me just That's say this. I went to school. Let me just say I this. You you can't. Expect and, and and listen. It's it's a it's a balancing act, right? Yes, you want to do things with your partner. Yes, you guys should do what Andy suggested: schedule and budget. You know, some time, budget the time, schedule the time, budget the money, and say, you know what? Uh, twice a year, we're gonna do this. We're gonna save. We both work. We're gonna save. We're gonna take off time. We're gonna do this. Got it. But then the other thing is, you need to understand that. Life is hard and that expecting somebody to make you happy is a tough ask. 
Yes, we do extrapolate happiness from our partner. Yes, we do enjoy them. We, we enjoy our time with them. We enjoy their presence. But a lot of times you need to be happy internally. And I'm asking you, why are you discontent? Why are you bored? Because it... I like mental stimulation more than physical. He likes physical more than mental. So when I'm not getting that mental, I look outwards and then same thing with him. Why don't you, do, don't why, why don't you take a class if you like mental <laughs> stimulation? I just finished. I'm already graduated. <laughs> I love it. I love it. At least she, hey, she answering the questions, though. I know, I need to do something else. Okay. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm still trying to figure out what you want him to do that you are aware that he might not have the capacity to do. You asking him to be something that he simply just might not be. When we come forward, we going back to Baltimore. Oh, Nick is the night, got us on fire. Let's get some more of this. The voice of reason. We on fire tonight. Hey. Come on, man. My playlist is out of control. Man. We're having a great conversation tonight. There's a sister on the line. And she's not totally on topic with us, but that's okay. I, she's taking us somewhere. Neek is the night. Baltimore. Maryland. She's on the line right now. And we're trying to drill down because, Neek, you've done this before. I know. You've called in and you've kind of mm. you kind of drug your guy. And and this is how I'm going to tie it into tonight's topic. How do you navigate a relationship that everyone around you disapproves of? In other words, people on the outside, their opinions, outside influences. I'm an outside influence. Yes. And I think sometimes you call in here to beat up your husband a little bit. Am I lying? Um, No, I call the vent. Not really beat up on him. But, yeah, I do have outsiders who don't want me to be with him anymore, too. So that's why I call as well. Because I do have, like, cousins and friends who feel like I shouldn't be with him as well. So I know what that feels like. But here's the thing. Let, just, just, what, can you name three qualities that he has, like good qualities, meaningful qualities that you like, that you appreciate? Yes. Well, name them. Okay. So he's the type of person that would immediately help somebody if they needed help, even if he didn't know them. He would give somebody his last if they needed it. And oh, you mean like he did when he saved you from the bad relationship? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Now, let me just ask you, has he ever been violent or abusive or emotionally abusive, psychologically abusive, any of those things? No. 
No, he's never been a no. He's never been abusive at all. He's Obviously, just been your him. savior, and you're bored with him. Yeah, like he had to take my abusiveness because I came from abusiveness, and I kind of gave it back to him a little bit. So case. you haven't but, been your best self with him, and you still bored with him? Is he? What is he? A nice guy? Is he? Is he somebody you just want to push over? What is it? No, uh, in the beginning, he was the person that saved me. He was the person that did everything right. He used to rub my feet every day. He would give me his bus pass and walk to the house instead of me. He would do all of these things to make me feel like I was special. But he stopped. And I suffer from depression as well, so it just—I don't know. So he stopped doing it because he doesn't want to do it. He stopped doing it because of what? I think he just stopped doing it because of the—that was that high. That was at the beginning. That was at the beginning stage. That first year do everything you can to get them. And then, like I told you before, when I asked him why he don't do it no more, he's like, I already got you. I don't need to do that no more. Oh, so he was performing. He had on <laughs> he had on his Gregory Hines tap dance shoes. Give me your feet, girl. Let me rub. Give me some shea butter. Let me put it on this little rough heel. Let me let me get this heel smoothed out. Oh, he so he said that to you. Okay, it's all coming yeah. together now. <laughs> uh, yeah, after he already had, he's like, well, I don't need to pretend. I don't need to go with you nowhere no more. He used to go with me everywhere. He just. He proposed and so you know, he did the bait uh, and switch. Oh, he he did everything he needed to do. Now, <laughs> this is what I tell women too. I tell women you got to look out for the performative guy because men who are like that understand that behavior speaks louder than words, but behavior does not speak louder than intent. See, I can do every, all I got to do is be quiet and listen to a woman. Just be quiet and listen. She's going to tell you what she like. She gonna If she like you, she's going to tell you everything she like. And then you take it and you go, oh, okay, let me form my behavior around her likes. And in doing so, she goes, you know what? I got a really nice, considerate, uh, awesome man because he does things. And when he says this, he does does it and you know i love it when he shows up and you get that actor and then he turns it off once he's scored his proverbial touchdown in his mind stay with us neek when we come forward the voice of reason will keep cooking ladies and gentlemen that boy good that boy good that's actually my son and it's crazy, you know, Dad, but hey, play my record. Of course. Of course. That's my son, Just Josiah. Come on, Just Josiah. I didn't name you that. I don't know where you got that name from. I, that ain't what your mama named you now. But, yo, I love the record. I love the record. My son, Just Josiah. It was a great record. I, I'd love to hear more from him, man. He's a up-and-coming artist. I'm excited about the work that he's doing. You know, all my kids took one of my gifts. This one, my youngest, took the rapping. I used to rap. My oldest took the basketball. 
my daughter took the the art, you know, drawing and all of that. Yeah, I'm 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 I'm, I'm really blessed. Just Josiah, great record. We appreciate it. Thank you for sending it to me, son. I appreciate the record and uh, send me more because I would love to play some more, man. That's, that's beautiful stuff. Let me finish working on Neek. Neek, let, uh, now I'm going to wrap this up with you, Neek. That was so good. My son? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very proud of the youngster. Very proud of the youngster. Very proud of his work. So let mm-hmm. me just say this. Neek. You're in it for 15 years. You say you're not leaving. I'm not going to advise you to stay or go. But what I am going to advise you to do is is love you, Dad. Thank you. He just texts me, love you, Dad. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, what I'm going to advise you to do is I think, especially if you're dealing with depression and things of that nature, I I think a, a good workbook or maybe even therapy, you should probably call Dr. Jashana Johnson or Dr. Shalanda Crawford or Dr. Pacoya McCall. These are all my friends that are on deck that could help you because what I don't want you to do is to constantly find these outlets to kind of vent. And it's okay. You can call me anytime and let it all out. I think it's okay. But this is very public in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I would mm-hmm. rather you go sit down with somebody behind closed doors and kind of work through your issues. Because I don't know if the man you're with is a bad man because I haven't talked to him. I'm only getting your side <laughs> of it. But everything that you've laid down, it sounds like he's not abusive. Sounds like he saved you from a negative situation and you're just bored with the whole thing. So I don't want to just distill it down to that. So I would advise you please go see someone like seriously like go see someone and really bare your soul to them and see if they can give you a plan of action of how to infuse appreciation gratitude acceptance acknowledgement back into your relationship as opposed to just trying to receive all of those things Because I think if you come into the relationship giving some of those things, you can kind of jumpstart what needs to happen with regards to what you want. Does that make sense? Yes. All right, sweetheart. I appreciate you. Guess what you just did? I brought Baltimore in the building. Be more is in the building. If you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. True monger, Dallas, Texas. Get in here. Yes, sir. True Meezy, man. What are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Um, man. Can your relationship thrive without your friends or family's approval? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can thrive. Um, if you two are functioning the way y'all want to function, regardless of anybody else's opinion, as long as y'all are working together, and serving each other and being there for each other, it really don't matter. Now, you can respect other people's opinion, but don't base your relationship off of them. But wait, True, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. So many people value, uh, you know, their inner circle. Their so I, I think a lot of shame and guilt comes from the inner circle and family friend dynamic. Because... Mm-hmm. 
like, for instance, some people are motivated to not tell their family circles or their uh, friend circles anything because they don't want to be shamed by those people if they knew what was going on within the relationship. And so those circle that that inner circle of family and friends might guilt them into making a particular type of decision. What are your thoughts on that? I would tell my circle to look in the mirror because and stop acting like that stuff doesn't stink. Quit being judgmental about somebody else's situation when you probably want what they got. Or you probably went through something similar and worked it out. Yeah, if that's the case. Yeah, if you got something worth worth contributing to the uh situation, like through conversation or some advice, yeah. If they ask for it, or if you see something they're not really seeing, you just want them to pay attention to certain things. Yeah, but if you're just trying to be messy, just because you may not be in a situation, something wrong with you. You need to go get some business about yourself. Go get some business about yourself and stop trying to mind mine. <laughs> Pretty much. I love it. I love it. Listen, but at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because some family mm-hmm. members and some members of your inner circle may have a repository of wisdom that they can share with you, that they can give mm-hmm. to you if you would but ask. Many of us are afraid to ask people that we know will tell us the truth because many of us don't want to hear the truth. Neek is yeah. the night. Neek is the night is my girl. But the truth of the matter is, you can hear her saying to herself, it's okay that I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. You you heard, did did I hear that? Or did was I the only one who heard that in Neek? No. So I, I, I say, Neek, are you happy? Sometimes. Do you see? So, so there's, you know, there's this. Kind, yes. It kind of sounded like she was saying it was based off just being active. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like he's, from what she's describing, he seemed like right now he did what he did to get her, and now he can, he can just be a homebody. He don't right. got to impress her no more. Right. Which is kind of bad that you get that get too comfortable in a relationship where it gets to that point. Well, maybe that's where it is, and they need to have a really serious discussion about it. But maybe let, he's too comfortable. But let, me, let me put myself on the barbecue as I always do. Mm-hmm. Man, it take me a while to open up. I'm very skeptical yeah, of people, right? I am too. In, in my personal life, right? I'm very skeptical of intimate lovers. I'm very skeptical. Mm-hmm. And so it takes me a long time to my own detriment. You know, I may mm-hmm. run somebody off because they may see me a certain way because I'm guarded, because I'm insulated, because I I, I really don't know, like... Who are you? Mm-hmm. What are you about? What do you want? And 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 a lot of that has to do with insecurity on my end. Like how somebody mm-hmm. like you really wants to love somebody like me cuz I'm I'm hard on myself. I'd be like, I'm a mess internally. And I mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get people to see it. Like don't get the articulation, don't get the philosophy, don't get the perspective twisted. I am I'm a mess. I'm I'm problematic. And so, again, I'm very standoffish. And, and I mean, for a long time, I could be with somebody for two, three years. Yeah. And I'll still be feeling. I'll still be just getting comfortable. And it mm-hmm. and, and it proves to be problematic. So 
again, man, to be in relationship, man, you have to be willing to wake up every morning, every day and look at yourself and go, what what work do I have to do now? Mm-hmm. Right. Giving, sharing, sharing your true self, opening up, being vulnerable for many people. It is a task, bro. It is a task. Yeah, but- and and this is why people have to go outside the relationship to get advice. Your thoughts? Yeah, I can understand that because, I mean, your inner circle is not with you 24 hours a day. They don't see everything. They get, They have a certain perception of how they think your relationship is when you may be around them for a, certain, a little bit of time. But, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, regardless of your intellect, how you what kind of presentation you put out, you're still human. You have the same struggles as anybody else. That's right. You know? That's right. I, they're not gonna always they're not always gonna see that. That's right. Your partner if your partner's around you every day, they're gonna see that. Yeah. They might not understand it. And you and they gotta realize you still dealing with a lot of stuff just like they are. Man. Come on. Come on, true. So I mean, yeah, if you need to seek outside sources to help you deal help you help yourself rather do that listen in my in, in my latest relationship this is the first time ever that i sought outside help this is the first time ever in my adult life that i said let me go deal with a therapist let me go deal with a spiritualist let me go deal with this is the first time ever before then mm-hmm. i didn't give two shakes of a fat rat's tail i'm gonna do what <laughs> i want to do and i'm not gonna ask nobody because i've been doing what i want to do my whole life mm-hmm. so this was the first time that i was like let me let me consult because i don't trust that my wounds are healed enough and on top of that i don't want my wounds making any more decisions for me no more choices right. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah, man. True monger, guess what you just did, brother? Just brought Dallas in the building. Dallas, Texas is in the building. Lord have mercy, Jesus. We on fire tonight. I love talking like this when we come forward. One of our favorites is on the line. You already know, Cali Soul. Hey, that Voice of Reason playlist. <laughs> The VOR is on fire tonight. The Voice of Reason is in the building along with his playlist. Y'all ain't heard. This is right when when Big when Bad Boy was blowing up. Puffy was just uptown and he was bad boy and it, it was just starting to bubble, man. And he hit us with Gina Thompson. The things you do. We on fire tonight. Great topic tonight. We got to get our final caller in here. She's one of our favorites. Long time. Member of the Voice of Reason Council. This is Callie Soul. Callie Soul, we we up against the clock. So tell me, what are your thoughts on tonight's topic? Oh, man, I had so much to say. I'll be quick. First of all, I want to tell you, because you're always giving to us, that anytime those thoughts come up of why should someone love you, just remind yourself that you are loving, loved, and lovable, and you deserve all of the good that God has for you. You don't want to run your blessings away. You deserve all of the good God has for you. Okay, Zoe? 
<laughs> okay. Okay. I'll take now. <laughs> okay. You do. You you do. You do. You're wonderful. You're great. You deserve to be loved. And I could just we could just end right there, right? I ain't got to say nothing about tonight's topic. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, like remind yourself that everyone out there, don't doubt yourself. Love yourself. And remind yourself when your ego try to stand up and say, "Why me?" Because you deserve it. You deserve all of the good that oh. God has for you. Well, thank and you, And that's Callie. real. I appreciate it. Okay? What did you just do, Callie? I brought Denver into the building. You brought Zoe Williams' self-esteem up. No, I'm just sorry. <laughs> we appreciate the call. Thank you for the insight. Listen, we start the conversations. It's up to you to finish them. And we're not in a position to moralize against anybody who's experiencing whatever they're experiencing. We appreciate everybody who taps in, who calls in. But please, don't let the conversation end here. These are very difficult conversations, and we want people to continue them long after the show has gone off. So just remember, when you're navigating a relationship that everybody around you disapproves of, it is crucial to consider the impact of external opinions on the longevity and authenticity of the relationship you're in. This is your relationship. It should be constructed on what you want and, and on what you don't want, right? You should make sure that you build a relationship that is in alignment with your truth. And the only way to get in touch with your truth is to accept your whole self. Your whole tale should be accepted by you first before you go out and ask somebody to be in a relationship with you and accept you. If you haven't accepted the whole you, then don't ask nobody to accept you. And once you do that, once you accept you, you can begin to love you. And once you start loving you, oh, my God, you start magnetizing love into your life. And you're not worried about what everybody else got to say. You're not worried about everybody's opinions and judgments on the person you got. You know, you should have got a man that had more money. You should have got a man that didn't lie. <laughs> you should have got a man that didn't cheat, right? We can all point out some flaws in somebody, but it ain't none of our business when it's not a relationship we're a part of. Do you understand? Now, I heard what Nikki said. Your inner circle is an extension of your relationship. But I would say within boundaries. Because even they, listen, you guys are a thought, uh, a think tank for when I need perspective. But you can't really know the depth of my relationship without actually talking to the person I'm relating to. They can only really get your perspective. Now, you can be as honest and as objective and as truthful as you, you can, but they can only get a glimpse, right, of what your partner is going through. I had to learn this the hard way. Listen, we started the conversation. It's up to you to finish it. Up next, the fire shall continue. RSVP with my friend, your friend, our sister, Jill Monroe. Stay tuned. We on fire tonight. Bye.